You're listening to the Behavior Change Marketing Bootcamp Podcast for people passionate about making a positive change. We believe understanding your audience is the key to maximum impact, and behavioral science takes this to a whole new level. Join your host, Ruth Dale, and expert guests to explore biases, beliefs, why we do what we do, and why we don't do what we said we would do. So today we are delighted to welcome into the studio Asif Chowdhury. He is the king of social media. He is the founder of the incredible Comms Hero, which is a dedicated week-long event celebrating everything that comms professionals do every day. I'm going to let him explain more about it, but just say we are really excited to have him here today because he is a bit of a celeb in the comms and marketing world. And when I say king of social media, I really mean it. We always talk about consistency and actually talking with people and engaging and not just talking at people. And he manages it on such a level, I'd say probably the best. And I feel like I'm learning from him all the time. So welcome as if. Thank you very much, Ruth. And that's uh, that's one heck of an introduction. I hope I live up to the billing. Oh, you do already. You do. You see, this is the problem with social. You don't know I've been stalking you for a year thinking, oh, what's he doing now? But just to get us started, please, could we do something a little bit different? And please, could you share just one thing that you think no one will know about you? There might be one or two people who'll know, but I'm one of 10 children. I'm number two in the pecking order. So growing up, it's always been fighting with siblings over what toys there were. And uh, we probably still do the same now, many, many years later. Oh, that's incredible. Thank you so much. So just to move on to comms hero, please, could you just share with anyone who may not know a little bit about the background of it, how it got started and what your motivations were for starting it and growing it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great question. It's a story I do enjoy telling because it's been going for eight years and it purely started as a a comms and marketing person myself. I attend events for networking to for CPD to learn new content. And I've been doing that for a few years back in 2014 when this is the whole Comzero brand started. And I was just kind of asking myself after going to all these events that at the time were always based in London. Now I'm based in Leeds. So it was either stupid o'clock set off and stupid o'clock return back into Leeds or expensive hotel stays just to be able to attend these events. And they were also expensive and um, events that had like the marketing director for the London Olympics, which was amazing, really inspirational. But what could I actually take away and use in my job tomorrow? Because I don't have a multi-million pound budget. I don't have a team of 100 plus people. So, and I found a lot of events that just were in a room full of 300 creative comms people, but there wasn't really any opportunities to unleash that creativity. So I thought, well, how do we change it? And should we change it? So the best way to do that was going to be rather than influence the organizations that were quite hard to reach was, I'll tell you what, let's just, you know, my business and my company resource, our company here is, is we do branding. So, and events. So can we do an event? Can we brand it? Can we get speakers? Can we get people in and just do it ourselves? And we can just be as creative. All the things that we'd love about events will include and all the things we don't like about events will make sure they're not in there. And we'll try some yeah. new stuff. So that was primarily the reason we wanted to kick off that community, that that event. Yeah. And I have to say, because I think I found you during the pandemic. You were running some online comms hero sessions at lunchtime. 
And it was amazing because, like you say, I was just connecting with people who were, luckily for me, there was lots of people from the NHS on the call and, you know, connecting with people who were doing similar jobs. But also, I love the fact that you had a yoga guy doing a little bit of stretching, get everyone moving. Yes, we did. Yeah. So Frank Sinclair on Twitter at Fit with Frank. And uh, we just thought we'd, we'd add that into, you're referring to Comsera Week there. So in um, back in 2020, when the pandemic hit, Everybody went virtual. We couldn't do any in-person events. We had one scheduled for June in 2020, which, as with most people, we cancelled in the March. And I kind of sat back and waited because everybody was doing online events. And the last thing anybody needed was more screen time. So we said, okay, rather than do a half day or a full day or a one-hour conference, what would ComZero do? So we said, well, let's have an entire week that's purely dedicated to celebrating the heroics that comms people perform every day. And from March through to September 2020, those heroics went to a whole new height during the pandemic. So yeah. we kind of wanted to dedicate a whole week to those comms and marketing people that just reminded them of how good they actually are and the fantastic job that they've just been getting on and doing, working from home, increased screen time, having to wait for government briefings to then execute a campaign literally within a minute's notice and you had to plan three campaigns because you didn't know which way the government's decision making was going to go so this stuff needed to be celebrated and we just wanted to make sure that that was a week that people could say yeah do you know what we're doing a great job we should be valued more than we are we should be at the top table all the things that comms and marketing people want and should have we wanted to make sure that was done and, and delivering great content at the same time so yeah we had frank sinclair who was given 10 minutes of just that bit of time out for each day for the five days as well. And that was on demand. So people could go back and watch Frank and hopefully connect with him and get involved in his uh, Froga, as Frank would call it. Oh, Froga. Yes. <laughs> Frank, Frank Sinclair's yoga. I love it. Yeah, no. And it was so needed. Those tiny bits of movement are so important. Thank you for kind of taking and running with that challenge because I completely agree. As you say, during the pandemic, The power of the words, the power of how we communicate, it just really came to the forefront. And you could see how words could send people, you know, running to buy petrol, queuing around the block for to Asda, you know, and how words could comfort and actually bring real change and support to the most vulnerable people. So the power of communications was definitely understood. So to celebrate that and to share all of that work is an amazing achievement. And to run an event all week, my goodness, I don't, you know, that's such a, that's such an incredible feat. But it's not just that. I think something to share for listeners who perhaps might be new to the Comms Hero is that there is a really vibrant community as well on socials behind this. And so it would be wonderful if you could share some top tips on sort of how you have built such an incredible community. Because just linking in, we are podcast and our training is very much about behavioral science and behavior change marketing. And social norms is talked about all the time in marketing. And it's a well understood behavioral bias. But actually building a community is is activating social norms. People in our jobs, comms and marketing professionals are are using behavioral science just without knowing the science behind the activity. And building communities become very popular. And you're actually, you're way ahead of the game and you've done it expertly. So if you could share some tips for our listeners, if they are thinking about how they do sort of build their own community or activate social norms, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. And uh, there's so much to 
covering that and hopefully I can do this justice for you. I think first and foremost, the, the word community building or the phrase community building is something everybody aspires to do and wants to do and everyone's creating them now. And when we set up Com Zero as a one-off, genuinely a one-off event to say, look, there's a different way to do this. Not everything has to be in London. Not everything has to cost £500. So I think that genuine commitment to celebrating the heroics that comms people perform every day was and still is very much at the heart of what the Com Zero community is about. And the acid test of that is eight years on. It's still serving that purpose. And I think that's the key thing. One of the main things for community building is understanding why you want to do that. And if I refer to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which I've used in a chapter of uh, Future Proof by Sarah Waddington, which talked about community building. So, you know, it was a privilege and honor to contribute to a chapter of her book. And I'm sure most people are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And in there, there's belongingness and love needs. So, you know, everybody wants to be part of a group. Obviously, there is the more modern interpretation of this hierarchy, which includes Wi-Fi. And uh, it's important to note that. But, you know, beyond physiological needs, which is, you know, things we need to live and survive, food, water, warmth, rest, etc. You've got the safety needs, security and safety. And then you have that belongingness and love needs that the friends, the intimate relationships, that desire to be part of a group or a tribe. Tribe was the, probably the term for community when we kicked this off eight years ago. But now nobody uses that word. Everyone says community. But it all means the same thing. And I think that's the key thing here. If you want to build a community, you've got to tap into that sense of belonging. That's a real key part of it. So I think from that part, you've got to, as I say, it didn't start off as community building. It started off as a one-off event. And it just kind of took a life of its own there where people gravitated towards it. And we were using Twitter at the time, which is a great community building platform, if you want to call it that. And when I say community building, I just mean a place to have conversations. So hashtag comms hero, which is still used now. We haven't created, we didn't create hashtag comms hero 2014, 2015, 16, so on and so forth, because that's very much a conversation for that particular day. Because uh, usually these happen for events or a one-off campaign or something like that. So I think it needs to go beyond that. So if you are going to set about building a community, don't fall into the trap of thinking it's, you know, decide how long is this going to run for? Where do you want it to go? What do you want it to do? And what purpose is it going to serve? I think that's uh, key lessons in there. You have to also be there for the community. If you're going to set one up and you talked about, you know, being on social and being consistent, then you genuinely do have to be there and posting, broadcasting content with technology as it is, is so easy to do. And it's very important. One tip I would give to people is don't be a lazy marketer. We can, you know, we can schedule posts all day, every day and through Hootsuite or whichever other platforms you choose to drip feed content out throughout the day, which are intended to engage with people in your community. But if you're not there to actually talk back to them and reply to them and engage with them, then yeah. there's very little point, to be honest with you, because that, that's not a community. Listening is an active part of the community. And if you fast forward now to eight years later, we've got people, we've never asked anyone to post jobs or we've just said to people, look, if you want to, people now do hashtag comms hero and post their jobs, you know, comms hero required, that kind of stuff. And they know we will always reshare that for them, always. Oh, wow. So that was not a planned thing because... You know, there's a sense of permissions around the hashtag and it because it is so big now, you think, oh, should I use it? Should I not use it? And so people are just literally 
asking for comms heroes in that post and yeah, then you will always absolutely. appreciate oh wow that's yeah. incredible so that's a significant amount of trust you've built up very much so we've you know we've, we ask people if you over the years we've said to people look if you want to congratulate a colleague or yourself or you want to reference a campaign then post it on twitter and include hashtag com zero and people are doing that on linkedin now as well and it's not just when we've got events but every day of the year they're they're doing that now and it's brilliant we've we've run competitions where we've asked people put hashtag com zero in your biog and let's see people giving up their own personal real estate on social and they're putting that in and we've rewarded that with sending them com zero swag and stuff like that so you've got that sense of community where people will do that for you and it, it's a nice kind of testament to the fact that the community is is working for people that they're willing to put that brand in their own personal bio which they have 100 percent control over and we're not forced anyone to do it and there's people who i know who've got who put it in their bios and they've kept it there which is a brilliant oh um, compliment yeah. to the community. That is, that's incredible. So it's like becoming part of people's identity. And who doesn't want to be seen and recognised for the work they do? It can be such an underserved job. You know, yeah. you're working so hard and it, we're so good at celebrating and bringing case studies for everyone else and not always ourselves. That's, that's exactly yeah. it, Ruth, to be honest with you. That's one of the key reasons we set it up because comms people by nature we spend all our time making everybody else look good and this is why i do genuinely believe that comms and marketing have the titles across you know spread across many different comms zero t-shirt slogans which are you know we're not just pink and fluffy can you just pretty it up the coloring department you know that kind oh, of yeah. stuff so this is all stuff that, that will resonate with everyone but this is why we set the community up to try and create this safe space for people to actually be positive and shout about what the stuff that they've done and share that best practice with other people in the community because it's going to be for the good of the profession. And that's the most important thing that people start to value. It shouldn't take a pandemic for businesses and organizations and CEOs and the C-suite to recognize the value of communications because the value has always been there. But it's up to communicators to make people understand that value. Our job is persuading people to a particular way of thinking. That's what comms and marketing people are brilliant at doing. We need to do yeah. that for ourselves as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, so just to finish off, would you leave us with one final tip on community building? Yeah, go into it with your eyes wide open. Be prepared to commit to it personally. It's not an easy road and be there for your community. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much. And we know you're there. So we know you, you walk the talk, as it were. And we always like to finish on asking this question. If you could recommend one book, it doesn't have to be work related. We are sweltering. It's the heat wave at the moment. So it could be a beach read if you like. But if you'd like to recommend one book that inspires you, what would it be? Yeah, I'm not a, a massive reader. I have become more avid, an avid reader in the last kind of couple of years, certainly during the pandemic. But most of my reading is for CPD. So the book I would recommend is Sustainable Marketing by Gemma Butler and Michelle Carville. And the premise of that is if you, as marketeers, as comms people, we have the opportunity to promote the sustainable message and influence what's happening. So I'd, I'd recommend anyone who's going on that sustainability journey for themselves or their organization, read that, get into it. There's loads of practical tips and it is definitely inspirational to kind of bring us into this new era of sustainability and purpose. 
Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And we've never had that one before or, you know, that subject. So brilliant. We will make sure we hook that up into the show notes. And also please do tell us when is comms week happening this year and how can people get tickets? And I have to say, just to endorse it myself, I went last year. It was incredible. I dipped in and out so I could balance it with work demands and my own CPD learning. And they were kind enough to have me on as a speaker. That was my first year. But just to say it is so valuable. So I'd really recommend it for everyone out there. So where should everyone go? And please do say the dates for anyone listening. I will do. Yes. So Comsera Week is happening the 19th to the 23rd of September this year. And it is completely virtual. So it's running from Monday through to the Friday of that week. There are 50 sessions across the week. And that's probably bigger than any other event that I can, that I know. It was 35, but we just wanted to make it bigger this year. It is, as I say, completely virtual. And it's, uh, there are over 70 speakers covering pretty much everything to do with comms. It's 180 pounds and you go to commshero.com. All the information's there. We're updating the website as we speak with all the new speakers. And it's a week you can just dip in and out of the contents on demand for 12 months. So there's absolutely no pressure to sit and watch the whole week. Yeah, so it's on demand for 12 months. So you've got CPD access there. It's endorsed through event partners, CIPR, CIM, uh, PRCA and IOIC as well. So, you know, all the main membership organizations that serve the comms community and marketing community have put their names to it, which is, again, just an amazing compliment to what we've built over the last eight years. And we're, you know, we've got 100 people booked so far and we've got people from as far wide as Australia, Tasmania, the US, other parts of Europe, Tanzania. So, you know, it's a global, it has a global reach. The only thing for people in Australia is you have to get up very early if you want to watch some of the morning live sessions, Uh, but yeah. yeah, on demand as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Everybody is on demand as well. That's fantastic. So you won't actually miss any of it. What a brilliant resource for throughout the year. Oh, I love that element. That just, because I find it really hard. I find, you know, you can get quite pressured. You don't want to miss anything. So a brilliant way, if you're asking for training budget, let your bosses know it's not just the week that you will be able to use it. We've had some teams who've booked their entire team. So we've had the Disclosure Barring Service, Glenn Bowley, who's appeared on the Comzero podcast. Uh, He's booked an entire team of 15 people onto the event because the training budget allows you to do that. And because it's for a whole year, it's quite an easy, or it's an easier thing to justify for people to do. And from a sustainability point of view, you don't have to travel anywhere, stay overnight or anything like that at all. So there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so brilliant to meet you. We will sort of go through the tips and tease them out as well and pop them in the show notes. So no one will miss any of those, but it's been a real pleasure to meet you. So thank you for taking the time to come speak to us today. Thank you, Ruth. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, show us some love and leave a review on iTunes. We'll leave you with Ruth's favorite quote from Alice in Wonderland. I knew who I was this morning, but I've changed a few times since then. Got a favorite quote about the magic of change? Tell us over at the Behavior Change Marketing Bootcamp group on LinkedIn. Join us for a Mad Hatter's Tea Party, virtually, 